Welcome into another edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Thank you for making Locked on Rays your very first listen every day. Remember, you can find us on YouTube, all podcasting platforms, and we're looking for advertisers, sponsors of the program. Uh, if you're interested, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnRays at gmail.com, or you can send us a DM via Twitter or Instagram. All right, we have part three, the final portion of our conversation with Tampa Bay Rays prospect Grant Witherspoon, who is killing it for the AA Montgomery Biscuits. Hear what he has to say coming up right now. When you got the call from the Rays and had those initial meetings with the Rays signing in St. Petersburg or the Tampa Bay area, was there anything that they told you that they liked about your game and your style of play? Like, hey, yeah, we never really had conversations with you during the pre-draft process, but this is why we think you're deemed to be a fourth-round pick. Yeah, they, they said that they thought they that, that I reminded them of Corey Dickerson. Mm. Um, so I think that that's – they just kind of liked that I, I like – could play center field and run, but also hit and kind of throw. So it was kind of like they knew that I was like more raw. Like I hadn't played much baseball, but like I feel like they 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 told me that they liked that my ceiling could be high. That's really interesting. And uh, going back a little bit, so you were drafted, I guess, as a center fielder and now in the minor leagues, have you played multiple positions besides center field? Have you played in the corners a little bit? Just, um, Oh yeah. How have, do you, do you feel like you, are you more comfortable in center field compared to the corners? Just where do you like to play? If you had your, your opportunity, you said, this is where I'd like to play if, if I could. Definitely center field. But I mean, when you're with the Rays and you got Kiermaier and Phillips, it's kind of like, all right, if you're not a primary like defense guy, like you may not be playing center. So like, obviously I, I would love to play anywhere in the big league. So like, yeah, I'm fine with left, right or center. But so last year we had a straight rotation where you would go like center, left, right, center, left, right. Or like, so that was last year. So that the Rays kind of do a good job of like, kind of like seasoning us and like mm-hmm. being, they, we were always told like, when you get called up, you're not going to be playing center field. Like everyone kind of just gets called up and goes wherever they need someone. So um, I've been playing more right this year as well. So like, I think that they liked how my arm like has looked coming back. Uh, That was definitely one of the things I tried to get better was my arm this year. And so I've played a lot of right field and I've only played right and center this year. So I haven't played any left. That was a little different. Um, But yeah, I, I like them all as long yeah. as I'm on the field, honestly. <laughs> no, I understand that. And and speaking of that, just can you sort of outline to the to the fans out there the differences in playing left field, center field, right field? It's not as easy mm-hmm. as just plug and play, but just how do those positions compare to one another and, and maybe to your strengths or somebody else's strengths? Right. So like right field, you're, you're going to have to probably have the best arm or a really good arm out there because you're going to be having to throw to third base. Um, like it's like the longer throw um, as opposed to left field to third or, or um, that's really pretty much that really played really never happens. But that's always kind of like the thing that 
that's like the baseball thing is like the right fielder has the best arm yeah because of that reason um but then um like if you like a righty's hitting and you're in right field like the ball's gonna like tail away from you because like usually they cut it or like mm-hmm. if you're in left field and the lefty's hitting that's gonna tail whereas a righty hits it to left field it's probably gonna carry more um like that and then center field you can kind of just see everything like see the pitch going in you can get better reads and you have more ground to cover out there um but yeah interesting and um not to have too many questions on uh when you're drafted i know it was several years ago but what was the process like for you of of finding an agent and, and finding uh, an agency that, that fit your style and fit your needs and fit what you're looking for. Um, and was it a situation where you had all these different agents that reached out to you and then you and your family had to get together to find the best fit? Just what's that process like for somebody in college and, and has a, a profile as, as a pro athlete? Yeah, that was kind of, um, there's definitely a lot of different agents that you would hear from and, everyone wanted to sit down and talk and everything. And, but, um, I found, um, Ballinger group. Um, my friend Jake Rogers had had, um, my agent, Scott Barber. Um, he represented him and, and he really liked them. And, um, Scott just reached out to me and I went to eat with him and I really liked him a lot. So they've, uh, definitely treating me, treated me really well. Um, but yeah, I, I would just tell everyone to do their own research and, there's some people out there who are kind of shady, um, just kind of, um, know like, like that you want someone that has your best, like yeah. in mind. So, um, I don't know, just, it's fun. It's like a good problem to have is like, I need to like be finding an agent. So just kind of don't take that for granted. And, um, I don't know. I, I really like the balance group and that's what I would say. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That is linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You talk about... uh controlling the uncontrollable i saw that you 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 use that phrase uh you can control what you can control what what is in your hands so when you go to the the field what are the things that you can control i mean the guy can throw 99 there's nothing you can do about it what is it that when you are in the clubhouse right before the game what are the things that you know that you have done that that can get you to the place that you want to be what are the controllables for you um, I have recently been doing this visualization that our mental, mental skills coach, um, like he gave me like an audio file of him talking through like some visualization. So I have been doing that, but I guess just before that, I've just like, you can control like what you think, like, like you're, you can think what outcome is coming and like you, I mean, all you can control is like, are you going to like play hard today? And are you going to be locked in and are you going to have like a good mental um, approach today? And I mean, I think that's what I like about baseball. It's like, there's so many games you got to have guys who can, and can do that over and over. 
And how do you do that when there's a big jumbotron with a big, big numbers? When you're struggling, they don't look that 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 nice. And when you're, you know, when you're doing 2022 uh Grand Witherspoon things, it looks pretty good. How do you how do you control not looking, glancing at the jumbotron, or do you still do it either if you're slumping or if you're doing great? Yeah, in the past I've tried not to look at any anything, but I feel like I don't know, it's just, if I see it now, it's like, all right, I know I have like a hundred games left or whatever. So like I know that from last year I was struggling super hard in the beginning, like first half, and I know that you're like if you're struggling like as long as you don't give up like you're gonna get out of it so like i mean that's just my mindset i guess so yeah i don't know what's it like to play for morgan ensberg uh with montgomery a guy who had certainly not a hall of fame career but a really solid career that you know 99 percent of ball players position ball players would would dream of where he made an all-star game. He played eight years in the bigs. He won a silver slugger. Like he's, he's a recognizable name in the baseball sphere. Just what's it like to go to the ballpark for him every day and learn from him and just the experience of a guy that has been there and done that and isn't, you know, an an old crusty manager that's 75 years old. He's relatively young at 46 and some change. Yeah. He, I like Mo a lot. He, He's obviously been where we all want to be. He's an all-star, so, like, not many people can say that. And I like the way that he talks about hitting because he, he's, like, talks, like, as if there's a basketball of the strike zone. And it's, like, at this level, no matter what pitch comes, like, over the middle, like, you have to attack it. So, like, I feel like that really resonated with me because, like, that's what, I, that's what we're trying to do. Like, um, we talk all the time about, like, how we need to just swing at the pitches over the middle and then – um, just, I don't know. He's just a good guy and I really like him. And, uh, it's cool to have someone that you're playing for. Who's like done what you want to do. Uh, with the numbers, I want to go back to the numbers. Cause that, that visualization got, got to me with the numbers. How do you separate the traditional stats and the analytical, obviously with the race, organization they 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 do have so much information that they provide to the players is there a certain line where you only look at certain things uh in the analytical world are you more of an ops batting average you know launch angle what are you looking at at the at the baseball numbers because we all know that baseball is made for people that love numbers yeah the numbers um i think ops is probably the biggest thing that that the rays and everyone looks at but um, obviously it's hard. Like, I feel like growing up, I always looked at average, but it's like, I'm trying to like, I don't know, just hit the ball hard and, and drive the ball because I feel like that's what goat plays. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I look at is OPS and ISO and, and home runs obviously. And, uh, slugging. Is that kind of the percentage. lexicon? Is that kind of the lexicon that's happening in, in, the, in the clubhouse right now? Like you guys talk about OPS, hard hit percentage, all of those things. Or are there still ballplayers around you that are talking about RBIs and, and batting averages? What is yeah, the so, lexicon in the, club, in the clubhouse? So the, the main three things the Rays look at are um, hard hit percentage, uh, walk rate, and strikeout rate. So they obviously don't want you striking out. They want you walking a lot and driving the ball a lot. And that's what's mm-hmm. going to be the most conducive to 
to uh, success. So, I mean, they want us driving the ball now, which is great, um, and and not not striking out and and walking. So, I mean, that's what guys are trying to do. And obviously, guys like I don't know. They, it's not like they just talk about the, like driven ball rate or something. It's like like they just want to like hit the ball hard and and uh, like their OPS or whatever will show. You know. And of course, there's the the offensive metrics that you touched on. But are there defensive metrics that the Rays or the minor league organizations give you? I, I, I know there's the the numbers out there that you know anybody can look at and say outs above average, defensive runs saved. But are there some proprietary numbers within the organization that indicates that okay, you're doing a pretty good job fielding the ball right now? Yeah, I know that they're it's like kind of weird because it's the minor leagues and they don't have, not every team has the same like tracking, but mm-hmm. um, I know that um, from teams that places that we go that have like the Hawkeye or the things that track that, then they, mm-hmm. the Rays get that data and they know all like defensively, like what you do. Um, they don't really show us that that much. Or I don't, no one really asks to see it, I guess, but like, they just tell you like, if you're like above average, like uh, they'll tell you, or if you're average, they'll say you need work on this, this, but um, yeah, for defense, that's what they say. Hmm. How often are those brochures or portfolios or maybe a, just a sheet of paper? How, how often do those come to you by the organization saying, Hey, this is, this is what we've been looking at. Um, you can ask for it more probably, but like they'll have like a, like it looked like the whole team will be like all of their more advanced data will just be posted like once a week, probably. Okay. And like your good is highlighted in one color and your bad's highlighted in another. So you kind of look at where you're at versus league average. Um, but yeah, about once a week. Do, do they put that for that? Anybody, any player can look at any other players or do they just print out, this is Grant Witherspoon's and they put it in your locker. Or do they have a, a list that's, you know, hanging out the door that, okay, I can see what uh, Greg Jones is doing, or I can see what Evan Edwards yeah, you is can, doing. Yeah. You can see, you can see everyone. Wow. Interesting. Wow. So is, is there a little bit of competition yeah. with that of like, Hey, you're hitting the ball a little bit harder than I am. So on <laughs> and so forth. Yeah. But it's like, everyone's trying to do like, yeah, everyone's trying to have success. So you don't, yeah. I mean, Obviously, like we're competitive, there's competition with everything. So everyone looks at it and like looks at it for like ten minutes. <laughs> Everyone's just standing up there, like looking at it. That's I pretty bet. cool. Uh, you talk about competitiveness. Ball. How about the competitiveness? You know, maybe in the bus rides or in the clubhouse. Can you? T- I, I, we've talked to Curtis Mead, Logan Driscoll. They've talked about poker being big in the clubhouse. Are you a big poker guy? Are you a big carts guy? What is the, the go-to relaxation time with the boys? I like poker a lot. Um, this team, we've been playing more other card games, but um, I like cards a lot. Um, uh, poker's kind of hard to play on the bus because it's like mm. a lot of chips yeah. and everything and moving around everywhere, but... Um, yeah, we'll play poker, we'll play 13, we'll play a bunch of other card games, and then we'll play some PlayStation 2. What about golf? Do you guys get on the golf course at all and have a little back and yeah. competition? But I've like I've said I'm retiring my golf game temporarily because the lot like they have a 
nice course here that we can play, but um, like the last few times I've gone on the off day, I've just sprayed the ball everywhere. So I'm almost just like, all right, maybe I should just not golf because like you're tired and it's just, if you're not hitting the ball in the fairway, it's like you're all over the place and it's hot and like. I don't know. The, I just had two bad outings, so we'll see yeah. what I have to say in like a couple months. But yeah, that's yeah. how I feel right now. Did uh, did you play in high school? You played golf in high school. Yeah. Okay. Kind Do of you feel like, like my it, basketball coach was a golf coach, so I just decided to play. I wasn't really that like competitive with it. I was just trying to play, and you got to leave school and. <laughs> go to all these tournaments and you got to play golf like every day for practice. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. True. Yeah. It's funny because there are so many ball players that we've talked to that really enjoy the game. Curtis Mead, for example, Blake hunt is another one. And those guys are like damn near professional golfers with some of their handicaps. So I I don't want to go as far as to uh, ask what your, your handicap is, but it, it is funny because I always heard this growing up and playing baseball that, Oh, you don't want to play golf. It'll ruin your, your baseball swing or, or vice versa. Do, does the organization say anything about that at all? Or it's just like, Hey, it's, it's at least they're not, you know, skydiving or something like that. Really? Um, yeah. So like the org doesn't really say anything about it, but, um, I don't, I don't swing lefty. I swing righty in golf. So, okay. Um, I guess I didn't want to mess up my swing or anything. So it's kind of like, a nice release from like your like I go to the golf course and I swing in a completely different way. So with a di- like different handed. So it's kind of nice, honestly. Pretty cool. And then um, before we get into Ulysses, one of our uh, favorite segments, quick hit questions where we just do some rapid fire things um, for you, Grant, what was the biggest adjustment of going from high school to college and then college to pro, um, just as far as the the lifestyle and the gameplay aspect, just how much, man, this is a big jump from high school to college, or man, this is a big jump from college to pro, or man, this is a big jump from single A to double A, et cetera. Yeah, um, I mean, high school um, in Colorado compared to like D1 baseball was a big jump, and I feel like that was the first time I kind of saw like off-speed, um, like good off-speed. Um, so then that was a big adjustment, and then – um like college to pro like my like rookie ball or whatever like you see like more velo because um i wasn't really used to seeing i got to see velo on friday night maybe or like in the bullpen a couple times but like everyone's throwing hard and then that was a big adjustment and then like now like 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 low a or high a to double a it just seems like that off speed like they can throw like for strikes more so it's like kind of like you have velo and off speed so it's like kind of like a mix but it's kind of like i feel like people kind of know what they're doing more so like i kind of like that they're like more around the zone or like have a good plan whereas like in rookie ball it may have just been like spray and pray like everything everywhere and you don't know where this guy's throwing the ball but um yeah so and i'm sure like triple a big leagues will be like this adjustment will be even bigger so like I don't know. It's kind of cool how you kind of look back and be like, hi, like I would dominate high a right now. Like everyone kind of says that it's kind of like, it'll be weird. Like later on where you look back on double a, it'll be like, Oh, like I would dominate that, you know? 
Yeah. yeah. Let's take uh, Wander Franco in single A or double A. Let's see how he does. It'd, it'd be a fun. Uh, I saw. Experiment. I played with him in low A, and we all knew that he was going to be unreal. How oh. how do you how do you know after being in so many clubhouses, seeing so much baseball, being around baseball so much, what makes somebody like that? You said, oh, we all knew. What what was the thing that he had that you're like, oh, well, he's gone. I think when he went a month and a week without swinging and missing in low A, um, <laughs> that's when we knew he was uh, something special. And, and that he was probably what seventeen or eighteen then, something like that. Uh, that was in low A would be in 19. Wow. Yeah. That was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He was a kid. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, also Grant, uh, you were one of, uh, Ray's organization players that got the experience to play in Australia during the pandemic season or seasons. Just what was that? like for you being able to go down under and, and play some ball there and, and get some culture there? Australia was awesome. Um, we were battling COVID there, but it was like, um, like it was really cool. I always wanted to go to Australia and like, it was like super hot there. Like a lot of like stuff to do like outside, which I love, like a lot of good golf. Um, and then the, the, the players, it was like a lot of like older, like Australian guys that like knew how to pitch, but like maybe not throwing the hardest, but like would like throw every pitch they had, you had. And it was cool. Like they wanted me to go there and play some first base just so I would have it in my back pocket. The Rays did. So I went there, played first and outfield, but, um, yeah, so it was, it was a good time. That's awesome. Well, Grant, we don't want to keep you from practice. We don't want to get you in trouble. Uh, you know, we could write you a handwritten note or something, a doctor's <laughs> note and get creative there, but we really appreciate the time and, and all the great, uh, conversation answers and, and Ulysses, I think we, uh, speak for each other and that we wish Grant the best of luck and, and hopefully, you know, maybe this season, next season, we see him in a raise uniform. That's for sure. And that we hope to see you at the trap one day and, uh, best luck this season and, and onwards. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. That was fun. Of course. All right, we once again want to thank Grant Witherspoon for joining us on the program. Hopefully he'll make his AAA and then MLB debut before too long, but smart guy, bright guy, talented guy, and we might have him on again at some other point as well. Thank you for making the Lockdown Ray podcast your very first listen every day. Remember... We're looking for advertisers, sponsors, LockedOnRays at gmail.com if you're interested in inquiring about that. Uh, tomorrow, we'll uh, preview the big Rays-Yankees series. And then on Friday, we'll have a mailbag episode. We usually have the mailbag episodes on Wednesday, but changing it up a little bit this week. All right. Thank you again. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one.